Welcome, everyone, to Barrel Proof 253. I'm the Master of Ceremonies tonight, Ty Smith here, on the um, on the pod. We're having the first porch pod at Robbie's house, very comfy in front of the fire. And with us tonight is Patrick on the ones and twos, as they say. Welcome, Patrick. Welcome. Woo. <laughs> also, as you uh, probably gathered, my enthusiastic, effervescent, and somewhat still English-accented brother-in-law, Robbie Barker. Yeah, good evening, everyone. <laughs> and unfortunately, our erstwhile host, Taylor, couldn't make it tonight. Uh, but we haven't been together in a while, and we got a big one tonight, a month, a month out from uh, last one. Because El Presidente himself is here. Welcome, Brad Estes. Thank you for having me. Really big, like 240 pounds big. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right behind you, man. All, All right, right 245. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> hey, it was Thanksgiving uh, since we last got together, so that's understandable. And mm -hmm. um, we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, Robbie uh, has some questions for Brad, and I'm uh, going to put him under... Uh, under the heat a little bit on some things. <laughs> no. Uh, but real quick, for those of you uh, poor souls who get Louisville City news from us, I don't know who that might be, um, but we did have some uh, pretty big news this week in the form of another player signing. And I like how the club has been rolling them out sort of one by one to give each player sort of some spotlight. And in, in, in the Career Journal has been picking it up, which is really nice. And um, this week was our uh, one of our favorites, of course, George Davis the fourth, yep. uh, centurion for the club, and uh, I believe has the most minutes of any USL player in the league. Um, has uh, just contributed yeah. massively to the club uh, in each each of our each year he's been here. Was part of the triumvirate, of course. Yep. Uh, has uh, two championships under his belt and um, many many contributions to the club. Yeah, and so that's really great that he, you know, my take on the whole roster thing is it's just it's really neat to see all the guys coming back, and it's yeah. like we're just telling the league we're like, hey, we like who we got, mm -hmm. we're the strongest squad that we know of and that we uh, can put together, and like come come at us, you yeah. know, we're just gonna run well, it back. And we talked about it, Ty, I think a couple of pods ago about how when we were talking about who's already returned and who hasn't, George is one of the who hasn't names. And we had said that when you think about clubmen, think about people you want in the community, he goes right to the top of the list. And, and maybe Brad can speak to this, but George is going to have a, sounds like a pretty unique role as both a player, but also having some experience maybe on the administrative side or the management side. So Absolutely. And, and we're ecstatic to have George back. He's a fantastic human being. He's a great soccer player. He helps us tremendously in the locker room, on the field and in the community. Um, and you mentioned his new role. Um, he will be working on the operation side uh, for the soccer. Uh, for, on the soccer operation side, I should say, um, and it's and you're seeing it with Luke Spencer as well, um, working right. in the academy going forward. So we we not only want to create the pathway from eight years old to find your way into the pro team, but we want to we want to help you when you get done playing soccer. We want to help you be a part of the of the club going forward. We feel like that's the ultimate pathway, um, and and really what and I've I've used this term a lot lately, but I I think it's relevant. It, it's the way that we want to weave ourselves into the fabric of the community. Mm -hmm. And so we're really happy to have George in this role. And Brad, that has to give us somewhat of a unique position compared to many of the USL clubs. I'm not sure that most clubs have the infrastructure we have to support players doing these kind of things. That's a great point. And, and with, with the new academy, um, having two professional teams, having our own stadium and, and very soon our new uh, training grounds, we, we do have some scale to our business. Uh, we have um, the ability to employ more people. 
Um, and, uh, and I didn't say the academy. Of course, the academy is a, is a, is a huge infrastructure piece for us. Um, so, so yeah, they, we're fortunate on so many levels. It makes me, it really makes me feel good that we have players that want to be here and to stay here even beyond what might be considered their sort of peak points of their career. And it really just no speaks. No offense, George. No, of course. I mean, but I think that's, you know, we we know that yeah. that's probably where <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's kind of transitioning in that area and that he wants to be with us and stay here and all the guys that want to come back just I think speaks a lot to the club culture mm-hmm. and makes me proud to be a part of it in that, you know, people want to play here and to be here and to be part of the organization. Um, so that's great. I mean, I, I don't know where we're looking uh, roster-wise going forward. Brad, tell us about your role in roster formation. Where do you get involved in the process? Not much, and that's one of the reasons yeah. it's very successful. So, right. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, one of, one of the things that, that we – have as our core uh, tenets is that uh, business people handle business and soccer people handle handle soccer. I think a lot of times when you see pro sports teams uh, get get off the track, it's because that there are business people trying to make sports decisions. And so I don't really get involved. I, I meet with with Hack and and with James and with Christy on on budgets and and provide some guardrails from that perspective. Um, and of course I'll have an opinion every now and again, but it's not, they are the ones making decisions um, without question. They get all the credit for sure. Yeah. Well, um, that's really the big news for the club this, this week. Uh, of course we racing also had a a, a new signing in Freya Olofsson. Correct. I want to say a a Swedish international that sounds like she's going to just come in and have an immediate impact on the club. Uh, so that's really exciting to see that continue to continue Mm -hmm. to, uh, form, um, yeah. There's a real international element to racing, you know, and I think that's women's soccer in general. Has that been a challenge for you in the front office? Because all of a sudden you're dealing with visas and things like that. Has this been a totally different ball game with these internationals coming into Louisville? You know, it's it's actually much easier because um, we deal with the visas. We deal, in, our soccer operations folks handle all the visas for the USL players. Um, but on the NWSL side, the league handles that, oh, okay. so it's much easier. But That's we're good. really excited about Freya. She's she's extremely talented, um, an, an attack-minded uh, central midfielder um, that that is really truly box to box. Has an attacking mindset, but also, as James would say, ha- would like a good tackle as well. So <laughs> she's uh, we're Takes really one excited. To no one, I guess. Yeah, right. absolutely. That's no, right. she can play six. She can play eight. Yeah. Uh, and so we're we're really excited about well, her. I, I'm putting you all on the spot, and probably no, maybe nobody knows how. What does that put as that count players for racing right now? Do we know? Oh, we gosh. I'd Sorry, Brad. I'll put you on no, the no, spot no, no, no. We drafted – we signed uh, Yuki and, and uh, Savannah, and then we drafted 14, and then we, we signed, signed Freya. Shana, right? She's yeah, and Shana, a for sure. Yeah, yeah. She's a for sure, and Freya's yeah. a for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that'd be 18. There? Correct. So we're really getting a squad together now, and, and that's going to be really cool the first time we get to see them actually out there and playing, but – it feels real now, right? And then it you have really the college does. draft. Don't forget about the college draft coming January. up thirteenth. Okay. So we have the first pick in the draft. We have the fifth pick in the draft. The eleventh pick, and then the twenty-first and thirty-first. So do you get to turn that in, or who gets to turn that in? That's a great question. I haven't been told that yet. <laughs> we'll leave that up to James, uh, James and Christy. But okay. no, it's uh, we're, we're extremely excited about about both both teams this year. Fantastic. Well, well um, you know, and we also have an open tryout coming up for the women, and that leads me to, you know, Ty, you can't I do this one. Ty, you can't do this one. Because I haven't heard anything about an open tryout for the men. <laughs> and I think all a I've been doing under. for the past two years, because I couldn't do it last year, I had a little bit of a knock. 
But I've been trusting the process, just like <laughs> Coach talks about. I've been, you know. So anyway, Brad, when's the open trial for the men? I'm jotting a note down. I'm going to go talk to Hack. Um, and I like how you refer to an ACL as a little yeah. knock. <laughs> we, we don't want Ty doing the other ACL. Let's not tell him. Let's tell him the wrong day. I'm in the okay. best shape of my, of my life. Okay. Uh, round, if you call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, I'm in shape. It's yeah. just a pear shape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is the mentality you have to have if you if you want to be an athlete. Well, okay? on the so. pod a couple of weeks ago, I heard Niall kind of chuckle when you mentioned he was your coach. I think at tryouts, at Brad, talk to Niall. He, ch- then he chuckled. Talk to <laughs> and then we'll see. You know, let me say this because I, I was there for the open tryout and would have been two thousands. 17 heading into the 2018 oh season. Ty was there lacing <laughs> was up there. the boots. That's he was there. He was playing. And, and I will say that he was in the top third of, of the people yes. playing out there, without there question. Without hey, question. There you go. Um, yeah. It's, it's always a- so much fun to get out and just play. I mean, I just – I. Well, I just love the sport. Yeah. I can't – it's the kid in me. I can't I, get over it. I do think that's a really – I say this. We, we often – I often talk about Europe and England. and But I do think it's a really cool aspect of what we've got over here is this open tryout element where you get the Kyle Smiths of this world right. who have the dream to play, have some ability, no doubt, but haven't quite made it through the draft process or whatever. But these club open tryouts are a really unique thing almost to this, this country and this market. So it's nice to see people succeed. And the fact that you can pick up good players is pretty cool. And it gives Ty and the, some of the weekend warriors out there just yep. one last chance to dream. That's so right. it's very, very That's cool. Right. I know it. And we got those brand new fields. I haven't really got to kick a ball on them yet. Um, that's by design, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's enough of that. So, uh, well, tell us about this Jack Harlow connection that was on Twitter today, because I want to hear uh, people might I be more in- a little bit more interested in that than um, than some career. of this other rambling. Uh, so he's an honorary owner, apparently. Yeah, they have season tickets. He, he and his, his family, family yep. here in town, and and he played soccer at Atherton, right? Yes. Um, what I would gather. So that that's really cool. And of course, I saw cool. him in a jersey at one point. Uh, one of the kits. Have we made it into a music video yet? Do we know? No, no, no. Haven't made it into a music video. Although I did think it was it was ironic today because his new album came out today, right? And and the one of the songs, one of the first two or three songs, says "Face of My City," and so I'm sure he's talking about us, right? Right. Face of Face of Our City. He might have gotten that part wrong, but um, now Jack's done 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 a great job, and he's hit a lot of fame. And his new album's really good. I don't know if you had. I mean, he's a great ambassador for Louisville. You know, you can tell that he loves his hometown, which is really cool. And naturally, he would love the soccer team as well, as he should. Yeah. Well, well Robbie, you had some. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the, some questions uh, to Brad about what what you're interested in here. Yeah, absolutely. It's the grilling time now. I'm totally kidding, <laughs> but, but but no, we're very happy to have Brad tonight. And I just first and foremost, when I think about the off season here, people think off season is wind down. I imagine for you, it's not, Brad. What's a day in the life of Brad Estes look like right now? Uh, it's been very busy lately. Um, we, we can't sit still and we keep doing new things and so this year's new thing is the training grounds and the 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 project that we have going on there and um we've been spending a lot of time uh working on that and and getting that financed um we we shoot from the hip quite a bit in this organization we're still an entrepreneurial organization and so this this uh this project we just closed financing for it this week and so that that's uh, that's not the order you're supposed to do that in. By the way, you're supposed <laughs> to say there's a lot of work yeah, yeah, been done yeah, so yeah, far. I hope somebody's to, been paid. We well, we've been we've been floating it through operating cash thanks to our our, our ownership and our season ticket members mm-hmm. and our sponsors and everybody that that supports us. So um, we we haven't been in a bad spot, but you you probably should, kids, if you're listening, have the financing done before you start the project. But um, so we've been working a lot on that, and of course. 
um, you know, without getting into the weeds of, of the economics of our business, you, you know, when you, when you go through this COVID year and you have the honorary owner um, situation where you're, you're rolling, uh, well, those folks left their money with the club, right? But then they get discounts for next year. And then the option B folks were rolling their tickets from 2020 to 21. And so the budgeting process has been uh, quite intricate. Uh, making sure that we had everything accounted for. And, um, and so we, we spent a lot of time working uh, to, to make sure that our budgets are in a good spot for next year. Um, and and it, I do want to take a moment to say that I, I can't express how thankful we are as, as a, an executive staff and as an ownership group, and I'll speak for Ty on this, um, about the support that we receive from our sponsors and our season ticket members this year. Um, I don't think... Uh, and, and I know that even in the boardroom, when we brought up the idea of the honorary owner uh, program, we, we, we got a few laughs and a few like, yeah, it's not going to work. It, it, it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like it ended up, luckily, being a great deal for those that chose to be honorary owners because you got almost all the games that you were supposed to get anyway. Um, and you got the, the feeling of supporting your club. And, and it's, I think it really just enhanced relationships all the way around. Our sponsorship uh, partners were... Uh, I would say 95% of our sponsors um, stuck with us this year, even during the shortened year. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, you just feel really, really satisfied to, to know that, that you have those types of relationships with your stakeholders. Yeah. And so just a big thank you to all of our sponsors, Absolutely. all of our season ticket members yeah. and our owners, of course, for, for getting us to this point. So, um, but, but yeah, that's what we've been working on. A lot of budgeting, yeah. um, a lot of season ticket sales and sponsorship sales. We've never been closer to our next year's goal this close in the process. Well, so awesome. so we, we've sold a lot of tickets for next year already. Um, I don't want to quote numbers because the guys get upset with me when I do nah. that. But <laughs> we are f- closer to our, our goal at this point than we've ever been that- for, for, for tickets for racing, tickets for Loose City, and for sponsorships as well. So shout out to our, our team, uh, Mitch Reed and his, his, his team. They've done a great job. You, you've actually preempted one of my later questions here, but I was wondering about retention because I think it was really neat. And I, I know the appreciation that you and the ownership group have for the folks that committed the dollars without knowing what would happen. Um, and, and I think our fan base really stepped up and should be very proud of themselves. Um, one of my questions was about retention though, because one year of uncertainty, people, it's almost a sunk cost, right? I've already paid for my tickets. All right, it sucks. I hope I get games, maybe I won't, maybe I will. But I've already, the money's already out of my account. This year, there's still uncertainty, let's be honest. We're, we're hopeful and we, we think things might be better. But it takes a bit more commitment almost this year to say, I'm going to still write that new check. So have you been surprised by the retention rate or just par for the course with Loot City? I, I would be surprised if it was XYZ Football Club, but I'm not surprised with our fan base. Um, I, I think that a lot of our, of our fans and our supporters and our corporate partners um, look at, at, at their annual um, cash outlay, I'll say, uh, to our club as what they need to do to support the club. And I think a lot of people look at it as as long as the club continues to do what it's supposed to do in terms of paying its players, paying its staff, continuing to move forward in, uh, it, w- with things like the, the training grounds and this, the startup of the academy. And when you look back into March, I mean, we had to look in the mirror pretty hard and say, COVID has hit. We're supposed to be starting an academy, which means bringing on a big infrastructure from, a, from an HR perspective. And we're supposed to, to commit $15 million, um, $5 million in equity to, to do this training grounds. 
and our owners, you know, we, we presented the case and the owners never blinked. They said, now it's the time to double down. So um, it, it, it's really hard to, to wrap your head around when you think about it in those terms. But but no, after all that, seeing all that, I'm not surprised at all with the, with this football club. It's unbel- It really is unbelievable how much we've uh, just doubled down and continued to double down and do the right things to put in all the infrastructure in place to make this a club top to bottom that is a model club. I mean, we've done – and credit to you, Brad, and to Mr. Neese – um, for his leadership and getting things because he can't, you know, when he took over, he said, We got to get a stadium, we got to get training grounds, you know, we got to get uh, an academy, we yeah. got to do the things to make us a soccer club as it's supposed to be. And darn it, if you hadn't done it, I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable. Incredible. I, 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 when I look out on the training field, and we're all fortunate enough to have children in this room right now that play in the academy, and when I roll up and I let William go run on those fields and I look around, I'm just amazed that this exists in Louisville because I've been in Louisville now for 15, 16 years. My biggest complaint always is we have no soccer facilities in this town. Everything we've got is garbage, frankly. And now we can roll our kids out into that. And I know there'll be some community community element of access to the facility. It's not just Louisville City. Um, That's right. There will be others yeah. get get it too. It's incredible where we've where we were and where we've come to. And and I think this will also set the stage. It's it's raising the bar even in the local community. You've got to think some of the local clubs who aren't Louisville City might say, well, we've really got to upgrade our facilities now because otherwise all the kids are going to go to Louisville City, um, which they may anyway. But hopefully but um, so I kind of picture yeah. Brad when I think about your job and and being in the front office I of course think about the Ted Lasso show <laughs> I love it right? I, you know I've yet seen you haven't that. seen it it's I have really good. I, I know shockingly it's good shockingly good well that there goes like five minutes that I was going to waste uh, <laughs> blabbering uh, you know I've heard great things that, I've heard great things and it's yeah. and I do see the irony of a, of a guy that knows nothing about soccer being in a leadership position oh, well, yeah, yeah. No, no 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 I, hey, look that, ten years ago you, you didn't think you'd be sit here talking about soccer correct right? well that's right because you're a football guy right I Absolutely. mean most people know your story your background but um, what do your football uh, boys you know do they kind of razz you a little bit about being now a absolutely a they soccer do. Uh, <laughs> absolutely they do chairperson yeah they ask uh, them to kick the fail goals now yeah you know what's <laughs> funny is that I, I bump into a lot of my my old teammates and and where I bump into them a lot is at is at training at the academy. And it's oh, yeah. like we laugh about how would you have thought that, you know, back when we right. were 16 years old that this is where it'd be. It's like, no, uh, I, w- I would not have, but uh, but I, I couldn't be happier. So. That's awesome. We're glad to have you. So let's transition a little bit. Upcoming season, I've seen some rumors that the league season may start May the 1st. It was a Phoenix rising, I think, of moved stadiums. And within that report, I saw there was mention of maybe the league season's going to start May the 1st. What can you tell us about what's going to happen with USL or what's the scuttlebug right now? What, what I can tell you that we've had a lot of discussion about it and that the league office has asked us not to talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what, were they supposed so, to put that it, in it, the release uh, then? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we've been, told, we've, we've been told not to talk about that, but uh, I think there are a lot of concerns. Not, I shouldn't say a lot of concerns. It's just, we just want to start at the right time to fit in the games, but also give ourselves the best chance to to drive revenue that we need to drive. And so I think that, that the league is, is taking all that into all right, account. I'll, I'll put you off the spot here, but yeah. from last year's projections and from when you looked at the numbers, would something like a May, May, May start give you the ability to fit a whole season in? Yeah, if that were? absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no question. And then just from a... some flexibility there, which is good. Yeah, and the one thing I was... From a competitive um, structure perspective, if you you were a betting man, which you may or may not be, I don't know, 
Do you think a regional model is likely again for one more year, or do you think it may open up? I think everything's on the table at this point. Okay. Um, I don't think you'll see what the the, the regionalization you saw this year, mm-hmm. um, but I think that you could see more uh, shorter trips and, and things of that nature. Another thing that plays into it's Open Cup, and I haven't really heard much about mm-hmm. what Open Cup, what the plans are, um, yeah. but that could, that could be a challenge as well. Um, you know, so if if you do if you run a full open cup schedule, then that you know a compressed league schedule mm-hmm. is harder to to do because you have more yeah. midweeks. But um, I, I don't. <laughs> it's like uh, and I, I laugh about this because on the day that I proposed to my wife, my father in law said, "Son, life is a series of lowering your expectations." <laughs> 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 and, and we have a great relationship. He was kidding with me, obviously, yeah. but it's like at this point this year, like if we don't get the whole season in, like if we can just get most, of, like I think you know we just want to get back to some kind of normal. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think we've proven that we, um, as, as a league and, and uh, really as a sport, because you've seen it in, in NWSL as well that we didn't participate in, we, we can figure it out. Yeah, we I mean, we, figure it out. we somehow pulled this thing off this season and, and we're Eastern Conference regular season champs. Um, so, hey. Ty just made up an award. <laughs> I like Which it. <laughs> we need to talk about at the USL League meeting. That was one of our points. So let's just hit it now know, while we're here. Year, I mean, we just got to. We got to have some some conference-based trophies and teams and and focus because if there's not going to be interconference play, which seems unlikely, just because of the, number, the sheer number of teams, um, even if we went back to a traditional mo- home and away model with the Eastern Conference teams, I mean, we we've got. It just makes sense to have some more conference-based um, uh, goals to to hit. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and I know Coach Hack has talked about it. It's no secret that this is a you know an issue yeah. in the league. But what are they saying at the league about it? Yeah, we, we talk about it from time to time, but I don't think it's anything that that. It's not a fire, I guess, that burns hot enough that it's addressed. Okay. Uh, obviously, it hasn't been addressed, but I totally agree with you. I think what would make the most sense is to have a supporter shield for both conferences, for both, sure, and, then yeah. a, and then a cup for the for the playoff winner. Yeah, it, um, it seems so commonsensical that I don't. Right. I, I just don't get. I, I guess I don't. I've tried to think about it from the other perspective. But I trophies cost yeah. a lot of money. Figure out a way. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think we would pay for it. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I think anybody that wins the trophy would be happy to to pay for it. Um, yeah. So I don't think the cash is the issue. But you're, yeah. it's a good point. Talk so, to us. Well, I was going to say, just talk to us a little bit about the health of the league because, we're, well, is that what you're going to say too? Yeah, that's exactly where we I was going. We were wondering about it because our we are very fortunate here that we've got this momentum going and we've and, and we've taken every step of the way and we've got the honorary owners mm-hmm. and we've got the the, peop, the the fan base is there i feel like we're a proven um you know we've proven the market here and mm-hmm. we're not just a a, a fad anymore yeah. obviously but some of the clubs we've seen some some clubs not make it like reno for example this season which is the which was which had the most points in the league yeah. it's just really sad it's to see them fold um we had fresno i think last year right and so I think Robbie and I and uh, maybe some of our listeners, we were thinking about the health of the league overall and the clubs. And, um, you know, how, how, how is that going? Yeah, so I think that's two different questions. So the health of the league is, is great. great. The, the league itself is, is very strong. Um, I think that there are individual clubs that might be suffering. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that you do see some that, that are tied in with minor league baseball. That, that were hurt worse because minor league baseball was hurt worse last well, year. Well, of course, yeah. we experienced that to some yeah. extent, right? Yeah. Being at Slugger, mm-hmm. 
and knowing we had to get out of there, right? Yeah, so. yeah, and I think, but I think when you have common ownership between yeah. a baseball team and a soccer the team, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. baseball yeah. was hurt more than soccer. Even mm-hmm. um, I, I think what you are seeing, you, you talked about us proving out the market. I think soccer in general is becoming more attractive um, for a new investment. And I think you're seeing a couple of different things happen. You're seeing um, people that that have relatively high net worths are willing to get into soccer because it's a way to get into pro sports um, at a lower price point than than other sports. Baseball, football, basketball are more expensive to get into. I think you're also seeing a lot of private equity money on the sidelines right now. Um, if you're in the in the private equity business right now and you're trying to do a deal, it's definitely a seller's market. There's multiples are crazy, um, and so I think you're going to see more private equity money coming in to fund some of these teams. Um, but but the, the the economic struggle when you don't control your own venue is always going to be there, and that has mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a COVID thing. I mean, if we were still in Slugger Field, right. you know, we would be you know right. I use the term about air quotes investing money. You're losing money right. every yeah. year, a couple million bucks a year. And so, if you don't have the, the light at the end of the tunnel, which is your own stadium, it, it makes it really hard. Yeah. So, how did that? How, what did you learn this year about that? Now, you kind of had like you have test events, right? Normally, when you open a new stadium, yeah. but we had what twelve we, test events. We, yeah, we had a bunch of soft openings yeah. this year. What, for what sure. did you learn about kind of the structure of the new stadium? What went well? One didn't go well. What would you do differently next year, if given the chance? Uh, what? Yeah, what that's a great question. Um, you know, I think that. That, that we got some really good in, intelligence from uh, from fans around concessions. Um, I think that we found what fans like and don't like relative to concessions, and I think that part went pretty well this year. Um, I don't think that we got a good um, – because we, we haven't thrown 15,000 people in there, which is the real stress test. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so from that standpoint, I, I think we still don't know what we don't know. Um, but I think we, we understand the security. We understand the – the, you know where people are going to ingress and egress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we even had, you know we even dealt with things like like protests outside the stadium, mm-hmm. um, which is something that you you know you might have to deal with from time to time. Um, you know, yeah. so I, I don't know that we that we learned more than we already kind of knew. And and I say that not even from the Loose City side, but ASM Global, our partner that, mm-hmm. that runs the building, they they run more more yeah. uh, stadiums and arenas than any company in the world and they yeah. know a lot about how to run these things the biggest challenge whenever you open a new stadium right is projecting revenue you know wh- how many hot dogs are we going to sell how many beers are we going to sell now they've probably got models but they don't know the people of Louisville they don't know how many bi- bourbons we drink versus beers etc yeah. does it give you a really good baseline to say hey we had a third of the stadium full we sold this much we're going to meet our revenue projections is it so the, 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 the level of data that we get on, on that mm-hmm. is is beyond what you could imagine mm-hmm. and so I would tell you that that Levy our concession partner does know how many bourbons are going to sell and they do know how many beers and, <laughs> and they were know like what, smiling and they know what kind of beer uh, yeah. th- to sell and, and how the, the the mixture of domestic versus IPA mm-hmm. versus dark beer versus you know cocktails I mean it's and and we, we had a year-end review with with them about a month ago and the and the, the data that they break down in mm-hmm. terms of how much was sold at each bar and what the average uh, basket size was and mm-hmm. what the conversion rate was in terms of <laughs> how many people walked in versus how many people went to the concession stands, what they're buying, how they're buying yeah. it. It's, I mean, I'm when they're buying that it, stuff. I, I love mean, it. it. Oh, it's. Yeah. I'm just ready for that beer garden to be in full oh, yeah. force. Me too. Well, I want to know what the, the Cooper's favorite beer was, is what I want to know. It's got a. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. Uh, know. They know. Break it down by <laughs> I, I guarantee they know, but based on the Scouse data. Scouse House, probably more like the Guinness, the dark stuff. 
I don't know if we sold Guinness in the stadium. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, not, right, not proper Guinness we're anyway. Right in front of the, uh, I'm the against beer the garden. grain retitled pills every time. So against <laughs> the grain, uh, we're happy with me. So. Well, with the beer garden, I think is going to offer a lot oh, more beer wait. options once it gets into full effect. Because we're right in front of it, uh, where our seats yeah. are, and so I envision that being a much bigger operation and, and sort of draw yeah. Uh, yeah. during the stadium next season or whenever we can get back to that more communal uh, activity. Hopefully I can't so. wait to have that beer garden open and have, and I don't know why I always go back to the Champions League final. It's on a, at 3 o'clock oh, yeah. on a oh, Saturday yeah. afternoon. We got a loose city or a racing game at mm-hmm. 7, and yeah. you're out there, you're having beers and watching the game on the big TV. I may be escorted out of the stadium by 8 o'clock if I'm there from 3 That's onwards. okay. <laughs> we, we know about you 126ers, uh, be, okay? Be, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you think, do you think there'll be double headers? We won't schedule games on the same. We won't have double headers, I don't think, will we? Or more will than we? more than likely, we would not. We would not. Yeah, okay. unless it's a necessity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the the logistics of that are difficult in terms of getting teams in and out. You know, we have the one home locker room, and I and think that's better for fans anyway because we want to make them separate. For me, anyway, my I, my it's preference is to have kids. separate. Long day for kids. You know, separate mm-hmm. events. Um, yeah. The you know, co- that we can calendar and plan and the drum on. line's arms will be falling off by the end. We can't have that happening. Yeah. So, that, it'd be tough. Yeah. So, Brad, you know, you are obviously integral in building the stadium and, and designing it. Um, favorite thing about it now you've experienced it and the thing that you might have tweaked? My favorite, and I, I've said this before, and it, I know it's a bit of a cop-out, but my favorite thing about the stadium is that there's something for everybody. It's not one individual thing. It's the fact that you've got, and we, we never installed the playground this year because of COVID, mm-hmm. but you will have a playground and a futsal field for kids. You'll have a beer garden for, for adults. You'll have safe standing for the supporters. You'll have uh, a club for the, the high-end corporate folks. You'll have suites. You'll have, I mean, it, there's literally something there mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, and, and I think that that's awesome because that's kind of the way that we want to go to market. We want to be the community's club and, and yeah. we have something for everybody. So that's, that's my favorite thing about our stadium and the view. I mean, the, oh, the view is, is fantastic. And the, the bridges sound. are gorgeous. Honestly, we have yeah. 4,000, you know, most games is probably 4,000, 4,500 there. Sounds incredible. And give credit get to the supporters sections. Yes. They made it sound like there was eight, nine, ten thousand. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when there's 15,000. 15, 15,000. We're going to yeah. blow the roof <laughs> off. I think crazy. it might register on the Richter I'm scale. I'm I mean, seriously. <laughs> it the, holds the sound. It's a gr- well-designed acoustic stadium. Yeah, no the, way, the way that the, the metal, the, the aluminum in the stands, when, when, when there's a corner kick, I mean, it's vicious. When I say bad words, it carries. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Did you say you would tweak something or not, Brad? Uh, there, there are a few little things, but nothing major. Uh, I mean, th- there are a few things that, that we're going to go back and fix um, mm-hmm. just after seeing the way that the, that the stadium performs, but nothing nothing crazy. When we expand to 25,000, he's got a few ideas. Yeah, when we lift deal. the roof off and yeah, put another yeah. deck on top, yeah. Oh, okay. um, boy, you, but if five years ago, would we have thought we'd be here? Oh. Maybe oh. we will be there in five years. People are amazed, don't they? When they drive, it's like the field of dreams. Every time I walk in yeah. there, I'm well, like, I have people I work with who aren't soccer people. They maybe have lived out of town, and I say, "Have you seen the new stadium?" They go, "Oh no, why is it like you know?" They think of it like a rinky-dink, like a high school or a college field. And they, <laughs> then they drive by it and they go, "Whoa, I saw the stadium from the expressway. That was unbelievable." So that I love blowing people's minds like that as a fan. But um, we want to be respectful of your time here, Brad. So a cu- couple wrap-up things. One. You know, we have the, we've got the stadium, we've got racing Louisville, we've got the training ground. What's next? 
Well, we, we definitely, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Christmas uh, yeah, will be yeah, next. Yeah. Um, Is that enough? Don't ask Robbie about his Christmas beef, okay. Brad. Because oh, you just reminded me. Oh, it, it, it okay. will be discussed. But okay. go ahead. Finish your thought. There's three more things. Finish okay. Okay. So that's another thing that we'll talk about. Um, look, I think what you'll see is you'll see us to continue to expand um, the, the youth market. Yeah. You'll see us. Uh, th- th- that's not the, the last turf field we will build in this town or in this region. Um, we will continue to expand around uh, the city and, and into Indiana as well because we want to create a regional hub. Um, it would be nice that when we have a big showcase tournament for our kids uh, that we question. don't have to drive to Indy or Cincinnati yep. or St. Louis or Nashville. And that's that's something, you know, for me personally, and I know for our ownership group, that's a legacy thing for us that we want to make sure that we're doing something for the community. And, and, and I'll be the guy that says it too. Let's make some revenue from it correct. too. Let's make some money. Yeah. Let's host some tournaments. Let's fill the hotels locally. Yeah. Let's make some money on the fields and the tournament fees. Let's yeah. get people enjoying being in Louisville and playing soccer. Yeah, and when you That'd talk about awesome. revenue, I, you know, I want to clarify for me, I want to make revenue, but it's for the city. It's yeah. you know, We obviously want to make a profit as well, yeah. but we want, the, we want the beds full in the hotels. We want the restaurants full, especially after the, yeah. the year that they've had. So, Well, um, we also want to make it accessible for persons that aren't in a position to pay for play i mean that that was in the paper this week about our yep. path that mm-hmm. we're creating talk mention that as well brad sure. i think i don't i think people have questions about that and nobody's really heard about what the foundation and what what we're trying to do to make it to make it accessible to people that can pl- that want to play that may may not have the means sure and we haven't really gone to market yet with our with our 501c3 foundation but we do have it in place it's just it, it wasn't the right time this year to go to market with it, um, so so we didn't do that. But uh, but out of our coffers, we have um, I want to say it was about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of scholarships in the academy this year. Um, I believe is the right number, and wow. we'll look to grow that. Um, that's 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 a big thing for us. Will they, I mean, like I think pub- that's will they be public outreach, asking people to donate? And Absolutely, we will go to market. Hopefully, Maybe in the, the next yeah, six months right, yeah. with our yeah. with our foundation, and we'll have yeah. you know we'll have dinners and golf outings and, and ways for people to donate money um we're going to be coming up so we can really if it's by the lost ball i'll donate a lot that's so. that's an that's a really yeah that's <laughs> a really i lost about 20 today so <laughs> that's a really important piece of it you know that's really yeah. going to make to glue the to glue the, yeah. to glue the soccer community together to make it um to make it work and that's and universal right that's how when you think about and i'm again it's hard to compare brazil england etc because of the the fabric of the culture the u.s has some incredible sports already deeply ingrained but you think about it in england it's not pay to play it, it's not and then it's you look at some of the best players in the world they come from some of the the most meager backgrounds and they've come up from very little so you want to give everybody the opportunity to play soccer is an easy game to play yeah. it takes a bag of wind and you kick it around and you can put two two sweaters down on the floor and there's your goal james so, o'connor would be the first one to tell you if it was pay to play in ireland he would never have exactly. he never would have played well, right i'll speak for it too and he I'll played in the, the premier way. league so it's yeah uh, it's so it's great to see and i'm glad we're going that way and, and we all understand we're part of the academy and, and we're willing and able and, and, and happy to pay and I think we'll all be willing and happy to donate to a foundation as well to make sure everyone in the city can play. Um, Ty, Christmas we, beef? Oh, Christmas beef while Ty looks up the barrel-proof questions. Yep. Uh, Brad, what will it take for us to get jerseys ready to go by Christmas so we know when the season ends, 
we know when the new seasons begin. <laughs> I would love to spend loads and loads of money on new jerseys before so we, Christmas. We've talked about this quite a bit, actually. Some of it has to do with the ordering cycles of, mm-hmm. of Adidas and Nike. Um, and, and Who do so I have to go? Whose head do I have to go bash? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go. No, I'm kidding. It's, uh, it's something that we've talked about. I'm sure you've done uh, it. Yeah, we, we, we've definitely talked about it. Um, and so... It, it, I don't even know what to say about it. It's it's something that that I want as is it well. Possible, I guess is the I, question. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think it is. It's it requires a different level of planning, and there's timing relative to when you purchase your your jerseys and when you've designed your jerseys. Is sponsorship because, because an issue as well? The, the sponsorship, some, but it's also yeah. the more about the. Uh, um, the the way that your deals work with Adidas and Nike mm-hmm. and when because they you know you get certain amounts comped yeah. and when that gets shipped and it's like it's yeah. way too complicated but some lawyer you know designed it yeah. that way um, but th- there's there's no reason that that uh, that we can't figure that out going forward and yeah. it's something that we've we've definitely talked about for sure I, I will say to give credit where it's due there is some gear out this year with the new the new um, it's sharp too crest I, I like it it's a lot. nice stuff yeah those jerseys hundred and ten bucks a pop think about the revenue we're missing out because i would buy ty one he would buy me one for christmas with family that's why we buy <laughs> but because i need i don't know I need, you, turn I need 40 all this, three. you turn 40 in a week so maybe uh, for your uh, birthday whatever but <laughs> i need all three jerseys next year so i need ty to buy all five christmas oh is it five uh, next year well we have two for the for racing oh yeah of course well that <laughs> yeah. goes without saying yeah. what, there's not the jersey. mint green third kit <laughs> you, you don't do third kits in nwsl there's a oh. home and away or is one oh. of them mint we have a home and an away, <laughs> and, and we'll have three kits for the men. <laughs> All right, I'll get five jerseys, but only when they're available for Christmas. Cause, uh, okay, it's a Christmas beef. I thought you were going to ask me if I wanted ribeye or filet, and you're talking about jerseys. <laughs> He's, uh, Robbie gets on me about this every year, Brad, so I, he needs to hear from the horse's mouth. So Robbie's he, not wrong. <laughs> Robbie's not wrong. We need to figure that out. All right, that's barrel proof. All right, that's barrel proof. We're getting uh, – we got Sean H., at Pancake Hat, ask: Will racing affect city's budget in a negative way, or are they operated separately, such as play, paying for new staff, players for racing? So they're not operated separately from a cash perspective, um, but the, the city will not be negatively impacted. In fact, we're spending more money on players and staff this year than we ever have on city um, in the first year of, of, of racing as well. So, uh, it's a great question though, because a lot of people have asked that and, and, uh, I'm, I'm glad he, I'm glad he submitted that question. Have you seen a big, uh, uptake in loose city season ticket holders buying? I don't know if you're looking at those statistics specifically, but is there a big uptake? Is it common season ticket holders so far or it, what we were told when we were doing the due diligence was that you would see about a 10 to 15 percent crossover okay and and i that that number always seemed very light to me yeah. and we're definitely seeing bigger numbers than that i think in some of these markets where there are five or six pro sports teams in that market mm-hmm. you know it, it's a different kind of deal but for us these are the two pro sports in town and i yeah. think you're going to see a much bigger and there's crossover. a lot of people like me that i haven't bought my tickets yet i will be buying tickets i just haven't decided where i want to sit yet prices go up on monday did you know that i'm just kidding <laughs> you should have seen my eyes right there and i'm like gosh i hope i get a that was one bonus. of the honorary owner perks that i that really sold me on honorary ownership was i got 25 percent off racing tickets next season you know yeah i mean do you call yourself an honorary owner if you're an actual owner <laughs> yes of course he's both okay he's did double. you get your scarf yeah i want my i missed it my window is two to four today and hold I on it. don't that my name on it though right you could have called me. I would have brought it. <laughs> but there's <laughs> a scarf with my name on well, it. Well, I was office, hoping right? to do some yeah. shopping. I was going to go. What are they going to do with it if I don't come get it? 
Uh, probably throw it in the shredder. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they keep it. Uh, yeah. What are these seat? What are these seat markers going to look like, though? That's what I'm. I'm more interested in that. That's a great question. Um, and I saw two or three mock-ups, and I don't remember the one that they ended up going with. But it'll be something similar to what you've seen at Slugger Field, um, yeah, where there's yeah, a Bing there's grave. a. Yeah, those uh, are really cool. Yeah. Ty was hoping it'd be his face, like a caricature of him. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's a it's a platinum. I'm going to be on the other statue. side next season, Robbie. <laughs> you forgot about that. Oh, okay. All right, what's next? <laughs> on the on the bench. He's going to make the team. Questionable. I've seen you play. Um, shout out to Sean, also Pancake Hat, because he is the two-pole master. I can't wait what he's got in store for uh, racing. A couple of new colors for his palette. Um, Louisville City Ladies asks, when are the lads all expected to be back and preseason starting? That's a good question. So we're waiting to, to hear when the season will start, and then we'll kind of back into when the preseason starts. So Bradenton's um, delayed probably for now. Are they going to do it next year? We're or? not sure. I mean, it depends yeah. on what when the season starts. I mean, typically the, they go to IMG because of the, the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but if preseason's later, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Um, we'll we'll yeah. have to see how that works. We don't have a nice training facility any, any, <laughs> to use, right? No. We're working on one. Yeah. And we even got it financed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Benton at Mamos Morados doing great work, by the way. A lot of content that he's adding to the – to the uh, color, uh, to the purple family. Uh, ask Brad if we can expect any new Lucity signings soon. Yes. He's going to name all the names right now. Yes, you can. <laughs> soon. Very I, soon. I, I will Uh-oh. say, Brad, what I have noticed is... It's we, like, like, sure. like Monday, maybe. Oh, oh okay. so get this out quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will notice that we haven't... Nobody from outside the club yet, right? Is, is the transfer market, from what you know, maybe you don't know, but the transfer market, maybe it's weird right now because of the uncertainty, but I know Indy signed a couple of players, and, but we're, we've retained, which is great, because we have a great foundation. Um, do you know, are we spe- I assume we are speaking to people outside, but has that market been affected by the uncertainty right now? Monday, Monday, Monday. Ah. <laughs> Get this out now. <laughs> well, I can say from, from roster news for me, I mean, obviously Speedy's the, the big one. We've already yeah. heard about Ben, who's moved on. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, that is good yeah. it's good a good story. Yeah, it really worked the way it was that. supposed to work. I mean, he, he, he wasn't going to get time at FC Cincinnati. Um, he got you know great time for us. It's beneficial for him. It's beneficial for us. And as much as we might not like to say it, it was beneficial for FC Cincinnati as well. Like it's it's a three way win. So it's yeah. and he's a fantastic guy. It's how the, the system's supposed to work, right? Absolutely. And, you no, know, it's it, great. when it happens this way, the world over. So this is the way it should be. You get let let players go out, get experience at a great level of soccer. He's proved himself now for two years. Now he has an opportunity to win the jersey. Now I don't know if he's first or second in the pecking order right now. Pro- I don't know. Maybe I think maybe he's second, but. Tell you what, he's USL goalkeeper of the year. He's six foot six. He's got all the tools. He just needs to put it together. He can yeah. win. He's proven since he's stuff. coming off their second. I'm not sorry. I'm laughing. He's in the <laughs> last. He'll get place. plenty of practice up there. <laughs> I will say, you no. Know, let's just acknowledge something. Has Nashville won more playoff games in MLS than they did in USL? Did they win any USL playoff games? I can't even remember. But they won uh, an MLS playoff game, right? I don't know. I fancy. should know that. I'm going to beat the beard tomorrow. Oh, sure. Ty, this is not going to go well for you. Yeah, it's yeah, not. I want to do want to say this, though, but it, because we, we talk about how, how great Ben did. Chris Hubbard's a phenomenal goalie. Oh, gosh. And, like, it was like they were fighting each other neck and neck every yeah. week. Oh, yeah. So, Ty, three so games into the season, what There's did I no say? step down with Chris Hubbard, and I'm really no. excited. Yeah. He's, a, he's a Louisville kid. He's, he's an awesome guy. And I'm, I'm really ecstatic and happy yeah, for him. Ty well. and I were having debates early in the year because I, I just thought early in the year Ben looked a little hesitant. And I was like, I think we need to get Chris back in 
to to g everyone yeah. up. And the, to be fair, He's I don't great know anything, stopper. and Hackworth yeah. does, and so he kept that in. He played <laughs> goalkeeper of the year, yeah. so it just goes why I'm on a couch and where I am. But, uh, I but, do uh, think it's one of those things, though, where you, Chris or Ben, you're not going to really... No. You're looking at 1A yeah. and 1B, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you do? Because Chris, for me, if we, you know, was MVP candidate for 2019. Yeah. I mean... He came in and had a phenomenal season. So really I'm did. super yeah. pumped about that. Chris gets another opportunity to prove himself. He's going to be hungry. And Ben gets to prove is going to be hungry in the MLS to prove himself. It's great yeah, for both of us. It's guys. awesome. It's good totally to see. We've got, we've got a track record now. If you think about it, the folks that have come from Louisville, they're doing quite well in the MLS. Mark Anthony Kay. Kyle Smith, Greg, to some extent, he'd like to get more time. Which Kyle Smith is signed again, yeah, uh, for, for Orlando City. Yeah, which is, I think they um, had an option. They picked up his option. He's yeah. he's probably pound for pound, dollar for dollar, one of the most valuable guys in MLS. And just to conclude the Benton's question about um, any new signings, I was disappointed to hear on Soccer City Radio when Jonathan Lintner mentioned that you know Magnus wasn't. It didn't. I didn't get the impression that that was you know, something that may happen. And he didn't come out and say it. And I don't know if, if that's even going to be announced at some point, but he would be somebody else in addition to Speedy that I have in the back of my mind is, you know, what's going on. And um, I know he's got a lot going on in Europe and um, hopefully family, he gets family, some, yeah. I feel it. Yeah. He's got a new family and um, everything I've been told is that he's staying in Europe and it was, you know, oh, I think if he was hot coming, take it, oh, Brad, yeah. giving us some news. Well, that's here. what I've okay. been told. I don't know. Who, yeah, I don't yeah, know anything. Yeah, who knows? But what I've been told, he's, he's right staying. to be wrong, but yeah, yeah. correct. Well, I hope he, you know, I hope he keeps playing. I mean, he's coming off a 16 goal season for us, a leading scorer in 2019, and he's just got a magical touch. I mean, I, I, th I always did, said he did, had the best touch in the play, USL. Did he play? Do we know at home? I know all he the didn't. leagues were weird this year. He well, he played the futsal did though, didn't he? I mean, he played on the Danish, the Danish futsal. National team, S but oh, I didn't since know that. COVID, yeah. since COVID. Oh no 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 no. This okay, that's what I'm talking about. The year he, he took off, so he yeah. he took the year off from Louisville City, and he yeah. was with the Danish futsal team, um, the national team. Uh, just because he's got that touch, I mean, he had the best yeah. first touch in the league. I mean, you could tell. Yeah, great. When great. he brings that ball down, it's just he's like, magic. he looks like a young Ty Smith, is what I always say. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, wish him the best. You know, I hope mm -hmm. you know. I hope he keeps playing. And if not, if he's moved on, then he's got a lot going. You know, I'm sure he's you know he's got a new baby and everything yeah. else. So we um, miss him, but best of luck to him. What he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, he, and that magic left foot of his. Right. Anything else for Brad? Because yeah, I know we, we got, got, to get we him got one more. We'll ask uh, question, last, Brad. I promise. Because I know you yeah. guys might be. Um, this is from Tom at uh, Benson T three nine seven four. Will at Racing Louisville FC purchase allocation money to use on the 2021 college draft? Certainly, if we need to, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we we've uh, J James O'Connor is uh, is a very frugal guy, but w what I told him a couple of weeks ago is I would rather than six, six months from now look back and say maybe we spent a little bit too much money than say, man, why didn't we spend a little bit more money? Um, so, th I mean, this is our first splash, and we know that it's important, and, and so we're, we're going to do what it takes to put a good team on the field for sure. Structurally, that's got to be an interesting learning curve for everyone when you start getting to allocation money and different structures of doing business. Uh, yeah, well, luckily James, is you know, he's got the MLS experience, and so sure he thing. understands that certainly more than anybody this else. This is over my head. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. 
I feel like it'd just be a uh, rabbit hole to try to learn all that. It might be a good podcast topic for you guys to have James yeah. on and just talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we should I do mean, that. Because it's, it's informative for the fans, yeah. too, to understand how that works and, and, and how you can use the, the assets to your, to your benefit. And there's, you know, with, with different drafts, with the expansion draft and the college draft and the allocation money, you know, there's different ways to create deals that are very interesting, and, and it's a cerebral process. I compared it to Moneyball, I think, at one point yeah. on the pod, and that it's. No, I totally I'm glad, agree. I'm glad James is doing that because I, I can't think of anybody better to be doing that than the master of scouting talent in my book, James O'Connor. Never um, picked you up, though, Ty, from that open tryout. He did so. not. Well, Niall no, no, gave me a bad <laughs> report, apparently. I scored. You know, oh, I scored. Enough about right, Ty's yeah, game. Yeah, well, yeah. look, I'll, well, I just I wasn't going to say this, but I've had one bourbon, and so I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, <laughs> Niall was scared that you would take a spot. He told oh, me. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he told me. Makes he, sense. He was, he was oh, a little bit gosh. afraid. and yeah. um, He saw an older, maturer version of himself. He and did. He, was like, he did. He did. So well, uh, now you have it. Well, I think we need to let, we'll let Brad go enjoy the rest of his yep. evening here. But yep, a- right any last time. thoughts from you, Brad, that you need from us in the coming year? What just, do you need from just the fan thanks base? For, thanks for doing what you guys do. Um, when, I, when I look out at all the content that's, that's out there from, from this podcast to, to Scouse to Woso wind up on the racing side and uh, Robin Pryor's deal, and there's just, there's just so much content out there. And, uh, it really speaks volumes about, um, about where we've come as, as a group as a club um and so we we really appreciate what you guys do and uh just want to say thanks awesome no problem happy to even do if it. you don't like our jersey procurement process hey you know no one's perfect so. <laughs> patrick you want the last word you didn't want a mic tonight <laughs> all right He's well, got you, no why, don't send us off, why don't you send us off patrick with a vamos morados or something come on city come on city yeah, let's come go on, city, city.